Tenet is finally here. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode on Movie Morning, and today we're going to be talking a little bit, actually quite a lot, about Christopher Nolan and all of his movies. And since Tenet's finally out in most places now, I'm going to be ranking every one of Nolan's movies. I won't be afraid of telling spoilers for all for every one of his movies besides Tenet. I will try to keep that one spoiler for you because it's not out everywhere yet. But, yep, let's talk about all 11 of his movies. Most of them spoiler, spoiler RV except for Tenet once again. And let's get started with the ranking. Kicking the list off at number 11 is... Christopher Nolan's first movie ever following, released back in 1998. And most of you probably haven't even heard of this movie, but this was Nolan's first movie. Very low budget. I'm pretty sure it was like $6,000, which, yeah, very low. And they only had, like, weekends to shoot this film. They only had a certain amount of locations. A very limited production. And still, he managed to make a comprehensively decent movie it's not a great movie but there's a lot of very interesting ideas and you can see a lot of the starting points from Nolan even with his non-linear storytelling heavy reliance on mystery and surprises and even some of the characters were even there's the main character I'm pretty sure is named Cobb at least one of them and of course Inception the main character is also named Cobb so there's a lot of stuff in here which which kind of are reminiscent of some of his later movies. But you can clearly tell this is his starting point. You know, everyone starts small. And, you know, it's greatness from small beginnings. And nothing's on, and no one shows that more than Christopher Nolan because it's a very small movie. And still, he was able to make a movie that had a pretty interesting plot. It's just that it was so low budget that the audio mixing is very low. It's very hard to understand. It's in black and white, which some people... I guess would like, but I've never found it as expressive. And then beyond that, I do think because of how low budget it is, some of the sequences, you don't buy into them quite right because they feel so low budget and they just don't have the polish on them to make them really live up to the standard of all of his other movies. Number 10 for me is Insomnia, an Al Pacino, Robin Williams thriller from the early, early zeros, I believe 2002, and this was one of the, I think might have been the first collaboration between WB and Nolan, if I'm not wrong. And you can clearly tell that this is him following a memento. But this time he's trying to make something a little more accessible and not as confusing. Again, this is an R-rated movie. Of course, it's not like a movie like Batman Begins or Inception where anyone can fall in love with it. It's pretty niche in my opinion, but... This is another great thriller from him. I mean, Al Pacino's great in the movie. Uh, Robin Williams is great. He's, very, he's a very dark character, both of them are. And it explores very deep ideas that Nolan has been shown to be very fascinated about, including dreaming, time, and which, which again, play have heavy parts in a lot in most of his movies. So, again, a lot of the stuff from these two movies, from some of his, this is some of his earlier work, you can see this, the pieces being set up for the great filmmaker that he will become. And this is a great movie. All of these movies are great movies, in my opinion. Maybe following, you can feel like there's a step down, but he's still, Insomnia is a great movie. Um, again, I don't have too much to say about this film. There's a great mystery that unfolds. It, it feels very original, even though it is a remake of a foreign movie. 
which it's a which I've never seen, but so again, so this feels pretty original to me. But the plot's pretty riveting to watch, and I, it it feels the least Nolan out of all his movies, and again, that might be might be why it's a little lower on this list, but it's still a really good thriller. Nine for me is Interstellar, and I know we're only a couple minutes into this uh, ranking, and I'm already stepping on. A lot of people's toes because I know a bunch of people and I've seen a bunch of people who absolutely love this movie. I think it's one of the best of the last decade. Maybe Nolan's best movie. One of his more ambitious. I guess I'll agree with that one. But this movie is just never connected to me. Now look, some of the emotional sequences whenever Cooper is looking, um, McConaughey's character is looking at videos from his daughter or even the final moments and how it plays out is pretty unprecedented. There's very powerful moments in here and the visuals are out of this world, pretty much literally. And I really think that it, it just, this movie just doesn't quite have all the pieces, the pieces don't quite fully fit together right for me because a lot of sequences are very odd. Like first of all, the, fifth dimensional being third act involving like how love how powerful love is and all that and while it shows that nolan does try to put emotion in his movies which i know people don't agree with it doesn't always pay off and it doesn't always click and i think that's no more on showcase than this movie because i find there's a lot of issues in the pacing it feels very odd even some character introductions and how their characters play out are weird considering how late they're introduced. Probably know what I'm talking about, of course, Matt Damon's character. And I like a lot of the build-up and setup for the movie. It takes a long time. This is a very long movie, like most of Nolan's movies. But I find that this one drags the most because it doesn't have as much riveting narrative going on. And, and this one is a little more character-focused. And I think because of some of the things that people were saying coming out of this one, saying they found it a little more boring than some of his other movies, he made a movie like Tenet, which is very plot-driven. And how people respond to that, I guess, is going to be where he decides to go next. I don't know if that actually factored into it, but I feel like it's kind of a coincidence that those two movies came out in the span of three of his movies. So, again, I feel like some of the negativity to, around this movie kind of influenced him going forward with his next two movies, but... I prefer those movies, so I'll take it. But Interstellar, it's a very good movie, but to one that I don't quite connect with as much as a lot of other people. Well, 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 I just realized how packed this is because when you have a movie like Dunkirk at number eight on a list of 11 movies, you know this guy's a special filmmaker because Dunkirk is a great movie. Again, I'm not one that I am all too connected with. I wasn't the biggest fan of the way he chose to deal with the characters, but this is a great spectacle movie. The way it's told in three separate timelines is cool, to say the least. It's I really like how the three timelines kind of meet up and the way the movie ends, like that you can see the timeline comes together well and there's a lot of payoff but this is a very hard one to connect with emotionally because the characters feel pretty bland and because of that 
I take issue with a lot a lot of the things that he decided to do with this movie and but then again the war spectacle is great the dog the dog fight sequences are by far the standout in my opinion again some of the little character moments we get can be pretty cool and again I really like the payoff of the movie it's it was pretty unexpected like again most of Nolan's endings and I really liked some of the acting. Like, I love Tom Hardy as the pilot, even though all you could see was it were his eyes, and he did a great job at that. But I hadn't had there been more character, this could have been one of the greatest war movies ever made. But since I don't think about it too much emotionally, and I don't resonate it with much, I, I don't find it very rewatchable. I've seen this movie twice, and but then again, I watched it for the first time less than a year ago, but I've done the same thing with some of other one of his movies and I watched those a few times in the past year so again just by that I feel like this one comes out a little bit lower and and it's just not the war film that I wanted to see from I wanted to see something more like 1917 and this one was again 1917 it may come out at that time but that's kind of what I was hoping for but I didn't quite get that I forgot a movie that was showcasing more of the wide-angle spectacle than the actual close-up of what it is, like, at, like, the knit and gritty of war, but more like the, just what's going on overall and kind of the explosions, not as much of, like, the classic war gunfight and stuff, and I think I like that he did take a different turn. It's a pretty unique war movie, and I think I'm always going to appreciate him for making this movie because of that. Number seven for me is Dark Knight Rises, the epic finale to Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy for me absolutely paid off and I know most people by now have so many issues with this movie think it's a lot of conveniences which I can't really deny I think there's a few stretches in terms of logic which also I can't really deny but the emotional satisfaction of the payoff of this movie and just how it concludes my favorite trilogy of all time is what makes the movie for me and plot holes galore how does he come back from back injury so quick? Why does he keep becoming Batman and keep stopping Batman? I don't know. It logically makes no sense. But with that said, Bane's a great villain. There's a lot of great set pieces. The IMAX shots are incredible. And I've always said, about, said this about the action in these movies. They're not the greatest Batman action I've ever seen, but I think they really fit with the world Nolan created. And I still do enjoy them, even though they feel a little choppy just the way the action is done I, I like it, it doesn't really feel like a real way of fighting I don't know it just doesn't feel quite right but they're still enjoyable to watch which is why I actually really like the fight the first fight between Bane and Batman I love the coloring of it and everything and with that said again the cinematography the score is absolutely amazing there's so many triumphant like just hard-hitting moments and those are the moments that really make the movie for me and by the end of it logically to an extent you could fault it but I think by the end of it I was really satisfied with the ending they gave me for this movie and I just I love almost everything that Nolan does with this movie it's just that a few of the issues like actuals like in, in the script that they didn't really I think and I think a few passes really could have done this movie justice a few of those issues had to bring this one down for number seven for me, but I've always loved this movie. Number six for me is Tenet. Now, would I have wanted to come out giving this movie higher higher grade? Would I have wanted to come out having this having having this movie 
be number one. Would I want all those things walking out of the theater? Absolutely, and that's what I did want. But what I got was a movie that I, a lot of things in this movie I really didn't expect. An overall plot that I didn't really see coming. The way the story was told, I did not see coming. Which led to a very surprising experience with this movie. And the reactions to this movie and the reviews have slowly have started to come out now. Not slowly, very quickly over the past few days. And this might be Nolan's most divisive movie ever. And that being said, all of his last four movies, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and this movie all have really both sides of the argument where people are arguing. And all those movies before that are just taken like, that's really good. But this movie, there's been a lot of mixed reactions to this one. And you guys already know I feel I really like the movie. But aside from the reaction, let's pretty much get into it, is that this movie has a very complex plot. It doesn't have too much character. Similarly to Nolan's past few movies, well, actually mostly just Dunkirk. And I think... The reason why I prefer this movie over, say, Dunkirk, is because it's just more what I would like to see. If you're going to have a war movie, the only reason I would care about everything that's going on is because if I care about someone in there. But when it comes to like a spy movie, I can kind of just enjoy the spectacle because the characters in this movie are at least entertaining. Not necessarily really emotionally depth deep, but they are entertaining. The characters in Dunkirk were super boring. Most of them, at least. But it, they really, that was really on purpose because they're kind of just soldiers, the average soldier. So with this movie, I liked the characters more. It's just I didn't feel close to them. The action sequences are out of this world. The score, cinematography, amazing. So many great moments. I'm really trying to stay away from spoilers, but the there's a sequence where someone is fighting in reverse and the other person is fighting the opposite way they're fighting. And it's just... I don't even know how they put it together. I don't know how they choreographed it. Clearly, there wasn't any reversing because there's two sides of doing it. There's even, like, that plane um, crashing. You saw that in the trailer. That's, it looks gorgeous on the IMAX screen. I've only seen this movie one time, too. So I'm being really high on it, but I've only seen it once. Maybe if I see it again, I'll notice. A few more issues, I'll bring it down more. But for now, I really like Tenet. And the only things that bring it down for me are the lack of emotional depth and some of the sound mixing, but I find, but a lot of people are saying they found the plot frustrating, which is interesting because I didn't find it frustrating necessarily. It was just very challenging to follow. But with that said, Tenet was exactly my thing, and I really loved. I really loved watching, it and I really liked the movie. And I would not be surprised if in a few years this movie is in my top three. We'll see. Maybe more rewatches. But for now, it lands right in the middle of this ranking at number six. And I, again, I wish it could have been higher, but seeing the movie, a few more issues that I didn't expect, and then a lot of things they did well, well, which I didn't even expect to be in the movie, but it still met my expectation. It was pretty much right here, and I really liked watching it, and I still recommend you to go out to see this movie, even with the divisive reviews, because it really depends on how you're viewing the movie is pretty much how you're going to enjoy it, and I really, really enjoyed Tenet. Kicking off my top five is Memento, which came out in two in the year 2000, and this was really the movie that really got all the studios to look at Christopher Nolan and 
he's obviously been with one studio in his entire uh, line of work. But what makes Memento so brilliant is that it, the way the story is told, look, just on the surface, if you put the movie in chronological order, this might have come two or three places shorter, but the way the movie is put together, it make, made it so intriguing to watch. This one of those I've also only seen one time. I watched this last month. I'd never seen it before, and I absolutely loved it and just really made me feel like making a movie. And I think that's always been the thing that makes me love movies, movies that really inspire me to do something, make a piece of entertainment. And that's really what Memento did, like a lot of the higher movies on this list. Memento, first of all, the performances in this movie are great. The script is one of the best, I think, ever written. There's no plot holes, no nothing, no issues in terms of the script. Again, I feel like maybe re-watching it, it might not have the same effect. Watching it for the first time, the movie was so surprising. It had an effect on you. The reverse cliffhanger use was something I really, really, like, just... I loved it the way it was done. It really kind of plays against the tropes of normal like murder mysteries which is almost kind of what this is at its like deep inside at its core but the movie is so much more it deals inside someone's head and really plays to what who the character is and makes us feel what the main character is feeling and i don't i don't know any other movie that's able to do that that's why memento just about cracks my top five Coming in at my number four is The Prestige. This movie is truly remarkable. And once again, this is the last three movies on this list, including this one, are the only ones which I've only seen one time. Every other movie on this list I've seen at least twice, if not like 50 times. So, yeah, there is that, which I think, again, these movies are back to back to back, and I don't know if that's, if that, if that's a coincidence, but... The Prestige is one that really, really had an effect on me. I watched this for the first time a few months ago. And quite honestly, I'd never really seen a movie that delved into magicians as much. So it was a pretty new viewing experience for me. And I didn't expect the movie to go in to the world and go and have a deep story like it did. And the movie's absolutely brilliant because, first of all, our two leads are incredible. They're not the most likable people, but the flawed characters are always the most interesting, and that's definitely true with this one. The side performances are great, especially by Scarlett Johansson. Even Andy Serkis shows up on this show shows up in this movie, I believe. Maybe I'm thinking of wrong movie, but I'm, I guarantee you he died. He did. And the plot, the twists in the movie, the turns, which you really don't see coming. Speaking of the turn. What I love about this movie and what really sets this apart is Nolan tells this story like he's a magician. And you have those three key factors, which I can't remember. The Pledge, the Turn, and the Prestige, I believe. That's probably wrong, but I just I, I didn't memorize that. Okay, I'm sorry. But that's how Nolan tells this story to us because by the end, he reveals all his tricks. Not reveals all his tricks, but brings out his biggest stuff and... The way the story wraps up is very expository heavy, but it's so interesting and it's really surprising and he pretty much subverts your expectations, which is something a lot of people don't like, especially in a movie like The Last Jedi. That's also a movie I'm not a fan of, but with this movie, it's exactly what we needed because after seeing 
real magic, which is probably my biggest gripe of the movie is the fact that they do have real magic. I think cheapens some of the trickery of it, but the fact that they have real magic, you're expecting so much from this reveal. And it's revealed to be like the first thing you would guess, but you never actually think it would be that because there's so much more to the plot. And I think the way they did that was great. The movie's just brilliant, like all around. Like I could enjoy, I could understand if you don't connect with it, but I think mo- all of all, everyone who watches this movie would give Nolan a round of applause for making a movie like this. Coming off Batman Begins, he still decided to step it back and make a smaller movie. And to this day, it's still one of his best movies. And I've always wanted Nolan to kind of go into more small, go into like another smaller project like this because I think. It gives him a sh- it gives him more chances with the plot and characters than some of his latest movies have allowed, and I would really like him to go smaller with his next movie and make it like in terms of how it's structured or in, in terms of how the story is told, something along along the lines of prestige because this movie is just fantastic. Getting into my top three now, we have Batman Begins, and I've always pretty much thought to myself that really. Batman Begins, I guess alongside the original Star Wars, are probably the most, the two most important movies in, like, in, like, really making me fall in love with movies, and that's what really made it my favorite form of entertainment, because these two, I guess Batman Begins and Star Wars are probably the two most important movies to me in that sense, because... Again, Star Wars, I just never know that something like that was even possible. And I've always loved those original Star Wars movies until today. And then with Batman Begins, I was always a massive comic book movie, comic book fan. Then became a massive comic book movie fan. And I would like, I never got to watch Batman Begins when I was really young, of course. But I would watch movies like Superman the movie and be like, this isn't really what I wanted. Again, it's a great movie, but it just wasn't really there. Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man trilogy... I watched a lot when I was younger. Never was I used to not be a fan of the second one or the third one. Again, I really, I really love the second one now, but back then it was a very different experience. But Batman Begins, when I watched this movie, it just opened the door to me of what comic book movies could be, and I think they've really taken advantage of that in recent years. And Batman Begins is just incredible. It's again really important to me, but besides that. It's one of the best Batman stories ever told, in my opinion. Probably is my favorite cinematic Batman story because The Dark Knight is very much a Joker's movie, and I don't think anyone will disagree on that. So just a Batman story, I think this might be the best told ever in, like, just on the big screen. Christian Bale probably gives his best performance in this movie in that he's great being all three fronts of the Bruce Wayne persona and also... The rest of the cast is great. The action is something that a lot of people don't like, but showing it from the perspective of the criminals, I think was really smart. It even shows for a bit of a horror sequence, which I really liked. So I kind of actually like the action in this movie the most because it gives a new perspective on what Batman action can be. And the a little bit of weird choreography is a little more hidden. So I think that's why some people don't talk about it as much in this movie. But the camera can be very shaky, but the idea behind it, there is a reason, and I think he does it better than most filmmakers. Cinematography and the colors are just great, the way they're done. Hans Zimmer's score, his first ever superhero score, I believe. His first ever Batman score. 
Wow, I cannot talk about it enough, enough about the score. It's probably one of my top 10 favorite scores of all time. Again, rivaling The Dark Knight Rises for my favorite Batman score. But besides that, the Tumblr, my favorite Batmobile. I don't care what anyone tells me. But what I love about this movie is it is an origin story, which I love origin stories. And it's just pretty much infected with Nolan's way of telling a story, the non-linear perspective he takes. And that's what makes this movie stand out from even like the even out of the rest of the trilogy because the other two I would say are very streamlined in terms of the structure but this movie plays it out of order for like the first hour and it I think shows the most style and I think I've always really loved that about this movie this is probably one of my top 15 favorite movies of all time we'll talk about the top top two in a minute but Batman Begins was so important to my love for movies and it's a movie that I'll always love because it really opened the door for what comic book movies could be. Oh man, this is one of the hardest, this probably is the hardest choice I've ever had to make for what is my favorite anything. And the thing is, these top two are some of my favorite movies of all time. Maybe my two favorite movies of all time. If you'll find out whenever I make my, whenever I release my favorite movies of all time, unless I've done some of it, so working some of it out. So that will be out, I don't know, next few months, next year. I don't even know. That's such a hard list to compile. But these two movies really are on a whole nother level to me. And I really could choose any of them because if you've seen my reviews, you know, you know how much I love each of these movies. I think if you've seen my reviews, you probably went into this knowing which one was going to be number one. Did it stay? You'll find out in just a second. But one of these movies I've been watching since I was about nine or ten years old. So that's a couple years more than I've watched another one of these movies. And the thing is, that movie means so much to me because of the character and character involved and how much it played into... Again, what I loved with movies similar to Batman, number three, Batman Begins. And then the other film on this list is what I think actually is probably the most, like, just the most, I don't know, I think the, the Nolan film that I think accomplished the most. And I think the movie that will always associate, will always associate Nolan to because of, it's a little more his movie and it's, it's the original film out of these two. So there's two different sides to this. It's kind of personal preference and there's which one do I think is the better movie. And the thing is, for which one I think is the better movie, I also I have an answer. I, I think I know which one is the better movie, the one that I think accomplishes more in cinema. But personally, the other movie is the one that I've always had more of an attachment to and the one that I know I'll watch, the one that just... It's so important to me. And the one that I've been watching for longer, so I've had a lot more time with it, so it feels a little more comfortable being at the top. But at the end of the day, I still don't even know which one to choose. I'm literally about to tell you guys. So with that said, let's get into the top two. My runner-up for this list is Inception. Okay. I... 
was so close to putting this at number one. In fact, we already told you guys why. But I do believe that Inception is Nolan's best movie. The one of his that I think accomplishes the most in terms of cinema and the things that it does. But we'll get into why I decided to go with The Dark Knight over it. It's just that Inception, I've been watching for a lot less time than I have The Dark Knight. Does not deny how great of a movie it is, though, because this is a brilliant movie. Again, I still love it to death, but it's just, I don't love it quite, like, it's like paper thin. I don't love it, if if I just love it like a paper thin more, it would be on level with my number one, but... To me, this, this movie is incredible. The cast is amazing. Cinematography, the way the models are done, the ideas of time in here are amazing. The way they're explored is accessible to the wider audience, unlike his latest film, Tenet, which is getting a lot more divisive reviews. But everyone loves Inception. That's because it's a lot more, I guess, understandable, and I think it makes it a little more... It's a little easier to connect with because it's all about dreaming. And there's an emotional center to it with our main character of Cobb and what he wants to achieve. And, but the movie is by far the most Nolan of all of his movies. A lot of people would say Tenet, but I think this is really the one where he strikes the best balance of what he's going for in all his movies. That's why I think that when we're thinking of Nolan, Inception will always be the one that I think people will agree on, like, yeah, Inception, you guys remember that, because it, this was all his ideas. It was just about his obsession with time. And without that, there would be no, this movie would not exist. Without the 10 years of writing on this movie he did, the movie would not be as amazing as it is. And Inception is one of my favorite movies of all time, a movie that I'll be watching forever. And again, I just, it really hurts me to put this movie at number two, but that really does show you how great of a filmmaker Nolan is. He's made a movie that I like more than Inception. So let's get into my number one. And my favorite Nolan film is still The Dark Knight. I know it's pretty cliche at this point. Most people are going to have this movie at number one, like I guess. But really, it's just... Maybe in a few years this would change, but The Dark Knight is everything I want movies to be. He's a great protagonist with my favorite movie villain of all time, in my opinion, the best movie villain of all time, and Heath Ledger's The Joker. It's the, like, it's make putting a Batman movie and making it a crime drama, which allows for a lot more versatility in the story and makes it, makes it feel a lot more intense and realistic, grounded. Again, the IMAX scenes in this movie, that chase scene, one of my favorite action scenes of all time, the way it's shot. And plus... You just love the bad pod, don't you? Because I definitely do. But the plot has so many intricacies. There's so many turns within the plot. There's so many... So much happens in this movie because there's so many massive changes throughout the movie that really change, shift the tone and feel of it. But it works so well. And there's two main villains in this. And by the end... The last one he's trying to take out is the one that has been around for less time. Because of how great the performances are, how great the writing is, how great the character building is. It all works by the end and never feels convoluted. It's so perfectly written, in my opinion. And 
I think over the years, I guess a few more people have pointed out a few little, like, I mean, uh, like, a few more, like, just huh moments than I think people originally noticed. There's one or two, which I can notice, but it's a perfect movie by, by my standards. Like, what I want, it's perfect. It's not a from what you want. Maybe if you're judging it really technically, it might not be perfect, really script-wise, but... To me, it's exactly what I want a movie to, movies to be. It's exactly what I wanted out of a Batman movie. And it just does so much right to where I don't know how I couldn't put this at number one. And the fact that I have such close connection to these characters, I think, draws me a little more into it than maybe some other people. And that's why some other people could have Inception above it. But again, I do believe Inception is overall the stronger movie. But The Dark Knight is the one that I have the closest connection to and the one that I've been watching for longer. And that's why, right now, that's why it comes in at number one. But the reason why it's come out above all the other movies is because it's just an amazing movie. And it's, I just don't need, I've run out of words to describe it. I've talked about this movie a lot with my review. And go check out that for my full thoughts on this movie. But that's pretty much why The Dark Knight is at number one on this ranking. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm really tired from making this episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this ranking. It was very hard to compile. One of the hardest rankings I've ever had to do, especially the top two, as you can see. But thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this episode with your friends if you guys enjoyed, and leave a like or follow if you can, wherever you're listening. And with that said, we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.